Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine, chiropractor, and functional nutrition practitioner, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. I'm excited about today's podcast, but before we jump in, I wanted to remind you to download this month's special gift at drjockersgift.com. From keto meal plans, smoothie recipes, to fasting quick start guides, we have a new complimentary gift every single month. To get your gift, simply visit drjockersgift.com. That's D-R-J-O-C-K-E-R-S-G-I-F-T.com. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. So this podcast is sponsored by our friends over at Paleo Valley, and I wanted to tell you about their grass-fed organ complex, which is like a supercharged multivitamin that allows you to get a full spectrum of traditional superfoods loaded with nutrients into your body faster, easier, and without having to tolerate the taste or cooking for that matter. Grass-fed organ complex contains not one, but three organs from healthy grass-fed pasture-raised cows. So you are getting a more diverse array of nutrients. Most other similar products only contain one. It's usually liver and it's spray dried at high temperatures. The high temperatures damage the vital nutrients. You see the ideal way to maintain the fragile nutrients and enzymes that are found in organ meats is to eat them raw. Again, most of us are not gonna eat raw liver. So instead, Paleo Valley gently freeze dries the organs in order to preserve as many of these nutrients as possible. You see, liver was coveted by our ancestors. When they killed an animal, they would go right for the liver or the heart first. Liver is considered the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. It's full of B vitamins, vitamin A, and minerals. You have heart. Again, heart was coveted as well. It's super rich in coenzyme Q10, which is so important for great energy and mental clarity. And then you also have the kidney that's in this organ complex, and that's very rich in selenium, which is great for the immune system. So when I think about the organ complex, I think about nutrients like B vitamins, B12, vitamin B2, vitamin A. You also have coenzyme Q10, you have selenium, zinc, copper. This is gonna really support your energy, your mental clarity, your immune system, as well as good, healthy skin. Guys, check it out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers for 15% off. Check this out today. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos about coffee and how you can actually get more benefits out of the coffee you're drinking every single day. Most people don't know how to time their coffee. They don't know the best time to actually drink their coffee. And sneak peek, it's not the first time you wake up. You know, It's not the first thing you should be doing in the morning. You actually are blunting the benefits when you do that. I'm gonna show you the best time strategy to get the most benefits out of the coffee, the best performance enhancement benefits, the best benefits from mental function, energy levels, and uh, you know, really all day performance. I'm also gonna go through how to help use coffee to turn on higher levels of fat burning, higher levels of brain function, 
And so you guys are going to love the information in this podcast. And if you know anybody out there that's a coffee drinker, be sure to share this podcast with them. This will blow their mind and they're going to love it and they're going to get so much benefit out of it. So be sure to do that. And if you haven't subscribed to our channel, now is the time to do it and leave us a five-star review. Just go down to the bottom of your Apple iTunes player, leave us a five-star review. When you do that, it helps us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. And let's go into the show. Well, hey, on today's video, I'm going to talk about five strategies to get more benefits from your coffee. And so we know that some people do great with coffee. Other people don't, don't do as well. We're going to talk about why that is. We're going to talk about some of the incredible health benefits of coffee and some of the downsides of coffee. And I know you guys don't want to hear those, but let's talk about this. Let's just you know, clear the elephant out of the room and let's talk about the pros and cons to start. So we know that coffee is a very rich source of polyphenol antioxidants, and it's actually research has been shown that it reduces your risk of type 2 diabetes, asthma attacks, heart rhythm problems, cirrhosis of the liver, Parkinson's disease, dementia, uh, various types of cancer, particularly oral, esophageal, and pharyngeal cancer. And it also increases the effectiveness of certain types of painkillers, and of course, it acts as a stimulant. We also know that uh, used coffee grounds can actually benefit many plants. So if you're like using ground coffee and you're throwing it out afterwards, you can actually put it on in your garden and will actually add nitrogen to the soil. Now, the cons of drinking coffee, of course, it can affect your sleep, especially if you are consuming it too late. For people with high blood pressure, some people are very reactive because, of course, coffee has, has caffeine in it and that can cause more vasoconstriction. And some people believe that coffee is a, a diuretic, although I'm going to show you research that says that that's not actually the case. However, for some people, it can raise their blood pressure and it can lead to a dependence. You know, there can be an addictive quality to coffee and to caffeine in general. So it's something that I think is great for rotating, right? And for using as a performance enhancer. So if you really want to be able to focus, have a lot of energy or more energy for a workout, uh, drinking coffee or using caffeine is great, but you don't want to become dependent upon it. Like for me personally, I will drink coffee most of the time on the weekdays. And on the weekends, I, I come off of coffee because I'm not trying to focus on playing with my kids. Um, you know, I'm not, I have less uh, of a need to perform at a really high level. And so that is my time that I come off of the coffee. So my nervous system can reset. Because if you're drinking too much of it, it could lead to dehydration, depletion of B vitamins, vitamin C, and other minerals like calcium, magnesium, things like that. So, and then we also need to know that coffee, if you're not getting organic, it's actually one of the most heavily sprayed crops. That's why I recommend only organic coffee that's been tested to be free of pesticides and herbicides. So let's talk about how caffeine works. We know that in the brain, we have a neurotransmitter or compound called adenosine, which binds to adenosine receptors that inhibit the neurons and signal the brain that it's time for sleep. Caffeine is called an adenosine antagonist from the sense that it competes with adenosine for its receptors. And when caffeine's present, it will block adenosine from binding to those receptors, which will keep you more stimulated and it will actually activate more cortisol and more dopamine, which give you focus and energy and 
Um, you know, you're more mentally stimulated, you're more energetic. And when you don't have caffeine, that adenosine can tie up the dopamine receptors and obviously cause fatigue. And of course, over time, this can be addictive, right? To the point where, you know, your body starts producing more adenosine. So because it's used to the caffeine binding, and when you don't have the caffeine present, or at least the, you know, a, a high dose that, it, it, you know, if you've been using a high dose, then uh, the adenosine is able to get in, bind to the dopamine receptors and cause fatigue. And so you need, you know, this really high dose of caffeine to get the stimulation you need. And so we don't want that to happen. We want, again, we want to use coffee as a performance enhancement tool. And I'm going to go through that in this presentation. So the, the research shows that the top five benefits of coffee, number one, improving brain health. A lot of studies showing how it reduces risk of Alzheimer's, dementia, uh, Parkinson's. It improves uh, brain energy metabolism. It also turns on fat burning. So people get better fat burning results. It stabilizes blood sugar levels. There's compounds, polyphenols in there, chlorogenic acid, caffeic acid, which are very good for helping stabilize blood sugar levels and improve insulin sensitivity. Coffee for many people is also great for helping them stay regular and uh, you know go uh, go number two in the mornings, right? Drinking that, the coffee itself will activate peristalsis in the gut which is the muscle contractions that move feces through. So if you're struggling with constipation, a lot of people notice they are able to move their bowels more effectively. And that alone, just moving out, you know, uh, uh, decaying feces can really improve your energy levels. Obviously your detoxification, your hormone balance, because, you know, you're getting rid of bad estrogens in there. And when feces is able to sit in your gut and rot and putrefy, I mean, it's just releasing tremendous amount of toxicity, which can inflame your brain and inflame your body. So, you know, just that effect alone can be really powerful. But then also coffee has been shown to turn on autophagy, where your body actually breaks down old damaged cellular organelles like mitochondria and actually reshapes and reforms them into new, healthy, stress-resilient mitochondria. So coffee, the, the polyphenols that are in there have the ability to help turn on autophagy. And so that is another powerful effect. Now, how does it affect brain health? Well, you know, we've all experienced this if we've drank coffee where it sharpens memory, increases reaction time, improves your mood. Most people feel better when they're drinking coffee, reduces cognitive decline, and protects against neurodegeneration. So some really great benefits for the brain. And how does it speed up fat burning? Well, it increases your metabolic rate. It increases heat production, thermogenesis. It actually increases mitochondrial uncoupling, which is one of the reasons why you get the increased heat because your body is actually, um, you know, bypassing certain calories and turning them into heat as opposed to energy for the body. And that's causing more thermogenesis, which is increasing fat burning, mobilizes fatty acids to be used for energy. It helps save muscle glycogen, believe it or not and increases exercise performance and endurance. So these are the research benefits of how it improves fat burning. Now, one of the main reasons, of course, coffee has, or I'm sorry, caffeine itself has some of those benefits, particularly on the brain, but also the polyphenols. And polyphenols are bioactive compounds that occur naturally in plant-based foods. They're packed with antioxidants that help reduce free radicals. You're gonna find these things in you know, green tea, coffee. You're gonna find them in blueberries, um, you know, dark green leafies, all different types of things like that. You're going to find these polyphenols, olive oil is another great source. 
So why does the body need polyphenols? Well, as prebiotics, because they act as prebiotics to help support the gut bacteria. Gut bacteria love polyphenols, particularly really healthy, strong, stress-resilient uh, gut bacteria like Acromanzia mucinophilia, for example, the kind of gut bacteria that you really want. They consume these and they produce compounds that help stimulate intestinal cell autophagy. So they help create a more stress-resilient intestinal lining, which is powerful. Also, these polyphenols, why are they actually in the plant? They protect against you know, uh, fungi, so like molds and fungus from, from growing on the fruit or on the vegetable. And uh, they also protect it from UV radiation. So they help buffer free radicals or antimicrobial. So you get a lot of these great benefits. Now, the most well-studied polyphenols in coffee are caffeic acid, which has immunomodulatory effects and inhibits mycotoxins, which are mold-forming toxins, and LPS, which is lipopolysaccharides, which is kind of the outer membrane of certain bacteria. And LPS is, is you know, associated with endotoxemia and chronic inflammation. And so caffeic acid has been shown to help really support and balance the microbiome. You also have uh, melaninoids in there, which gives coffee its aroma, flavor, and color and protects against oxidative stress. So, you know, a lot of great uh, free radical buffering effects. And then you have chlorogenic acid, which is the most abundant polyphenol in coffee. And it really works well to balance blood sugar and improve insulin sensitivity. And the better your insulin sensitivity, the better your body's going to be able to undergo autophagy and the better your mitochondrial health. So chlorogenic acid, really great for um, mitochondrial health. So when I think about these, I think, you know, caffeic acid, I think immune system, um, antimicrobial, I think chlorogenic acid, I think blood sugar stability, insulin sensitivity, autophagy. And then the melaninoids are kind of what, you know, we love about the coffee, the flavor, color, right? And then they're just free radical buffering, right? So they're helping buffer against free radicals. Now, coffee can be extremely beneficial for people that are struggling with insulin resistance if they consume it properly. And that's what I'm gonna go through in this presentation. Mm -hmm. How do you know if you're insulin resistant? Well, you tend to be overweight, trouble losing weight, large appetite, you crave sweets after meals. And there's a reason for that. You eat a meal, but your body is not, insulin is what brings sugar and nutrients like magnesium and things like that into the cell to be used as energy. Problem when you're insulin resistant is insulin, the carrier, the bus to bring these things into the cell is not able to get in. The cells aren't responding to it. So we're not able to get the energy into the cells, the potential energy. So what happens, we're, we eat a meal, but we're still craving sweets because we want some sort of easy access sugar, but we're just not able to get it into the cell. So we eat the sweets, but it still doesn't relieve cravings. So if you've been there, that can be a sign of insulin resistance. If you feel more tired after your meals, you know, when you're producing a lot of insulin, it's very energy demanding and you're not able to get the sugar into the cells effectively. So oftentimes you feel really tired after meals. You have frequent thirst, urge to urinate for women insulin resistance will drive up testosterone for some women. For others, it will cause estrogen dominance, and that can lead to things like uh, endometriosis. When they have testosterone dominance from insulin resistance, women can develop PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is intimately connected, again, with high testosterone in a woman and insulin resistance. Now, for males, when they're insulin resistant, they actually increase the amount of this enzyme called aromatase, which takes testosterone turns it into estrogen. So for males, they end up with low testosterone and higher amounts of estrogen. So um, for females, it can be higher estrogen or testosterone 
creating a hormonal imbalance for males is typically always low testosterone. And then for males and females, they're going to notice skin issues, acne, skin tags, skin pigmentation changes. Those can all be associated with insulin resistance and oxidation in the cells. And then high blood pressure and high triglycerides oftentimes associated with insulin resistance. Now I mentioned how coffee can, uh, some, for some people be a trigger for their blood pressure and cause higher blood pressure. But for other people who maybe trend in a high blood pressure direction, they actually feel better and they actually help stabilize their blood pressure because they're getting the insulin sensitivity improvements that come with coffee. So you just kind of have to test it for yourself to see how your body responds. Now autophagy, again, this is where the body breaks down old damaged cellular organelles and then uses those parts, those, those raw materials to rebuild new healthy organelles. And this is how we get rid of senescent cells, which are kind of these older damaged cells like senescent immune cells are just releasing all kinds of cytokines and driving up inflammation in the body. We want to get rid of those. And autophagy is a process that does that. And in order for our body to go undergo autophagy, we've got to get insulin down. And because coffee has this great effect, that chlorogenic acid for stabilizing blood sugar and improving insulin sensitivity, it's going to help induce this state of autophagy. Now, it's really good well when it's coupled with intermittent fasting, which is probably the best trigger or and exercise as well. Those are the best triggers for autophagy. So, you know, coffee alone, if you're just drinking coffee, but you're not intermittent fasting, you're not exercising, you're only going to get a low level of autophagy. So you really want to use this, stack it with other um, hormetic stressors like exercise and intermittent fasting to drive up the right amount of autophagy. Now, autophagy also helps us get rid of viral infected cells. It helps uh, create more energy efficiency in our body, allows us to be stronger and more stress resilient in our body and our mind. So a lot of great benefits there. Now, I mentioned that coffee is one of the most heavily sprayed plants on the planet, and that is true. This is why it's so important to get organic coffee. So if I'm drinking coffee, it's got to be organic because I don't want to get these pesticides and herbicides into my system. Some of these things are extremely dangerous, and they cause brain and nervous system toxicity. They disrupt our hormones, increase our risk of cancer, reproductive problems, um, blood disorders, and skin, eye, and lung irritation. So do our best to try to get organic. You won't see me at, you know, the Starbucks line because I don't, I don't consume Starbucks coffee. I make my own at home and I'll show you the brand uh, at the end of this presentation that I like. Hey, I just want to take a quick moment and tell you about my new book, The Fasting Transformation. I am so excited about this book. It is a functional guide to help you burn fat, heal your body, and transform your life with intermittent and extended fasting. Fasting is the most ancient form of natural medicine. And in this book, I take you on a journey to help you understand how fasting improves your blood sugar and your insulin sensitivity, how it shuts down inflammation in your body, optimizes your hormones, turns on fat burning, and helps activate stem cells and deep cellular healing. Guys, you're gonna learn so much from this book. You can check it out, The Fasting Transformation on Amazon or on our webpage, drjockers.net forward slash fasting transformation. So check that out now. You guys are gonna love the book. And if you have a chance, leave a review on Amazon. Thanks so much. Mycotoxins, this is another thing we need to consider. Coffee is can be highly... Uh, contaminated with mold. Now, we talked about how caffeic acid, that polyphenol, 
helps reduce mycotoxins. So we want to get a really caffeic acid rich coffee and we want one that, you know, in a sense hasn't been damaged. And so we, we obviously want to avoid as much of the mycotoxins as possible because these things are highly dangerous to our body. These are basically toxins that mold produces to kill off uh, competitors, right? To kill off um, other microbes that, you know, maybe trying to take their nutrient spots. And so it's like plant warfare. And in our body, it causes a lot of inflammation and stress in our system. So it's important that we get a mycotoxin-free coffee. And that's what I recommend, one that's been tested and certified. And then, you know, we get this question all the time, does coffee dehydrate? And I used to tell people all the time, coffee does. It's very dehydrating. And, you know, I don't think that the, um, you know, evidence is completely firm uh, that it either does or doesn't. However, there was an interesting study where that looked at 50 men who consumed four cups or 200 milliliters of coffee per day or water for three days. And it was randomized. So they, you know, the, the they didn't know. Uh, what they were drinking, crossover design, physical activity, food and fluid were controlled. There were no changes in body mass, 24-hour urine volume, urinary hydration markers, and hematological hydration markers. So like the red blood cells weren't um, too high, right, which can indicate dehydration. So the conclusion was coffee when consumed in moderation, which, you know, four cups to me is high. That's a lot of, that's a lot of coffee, but they're saying, you know, that's moderation, provides similar hydrating qualities of water. While coffee may not be a strong diuretic, my personal recommendation is that you still hydrate well. I mean, that's just a great health tip in, in, uh, you know, in general with pure water around your coffee intake for optimal health and performance. So I think that's important. Now, coffee can increase the risk of acid reflux. Your typical normal roast coffee has a pH of 4.5 to 4.9, which is acidic. 7.0 is, you know, you're neutral. That pH can cause stomach irritation, acid reflux, and dental problems. A lot of people notice issues with their mouth, staining their teeth, causing more issues with their mouth. Coffee grown in the shade, as opposed to out in the sun, tends to be more basic, and this can be tested. Ideally, you'll find a coffee with a pH around six. There's also a high-pressure steam process that removes acidity, a chemical process, and an all-natural slow-roasted process at low temperatures that strips the acidity from the beans. So there's different ways of kind of removing that acidity. You want, you know, minimally processed as a whole, right? So natural slow roasted is not a bad idea. Um, you don't want the chemical process to reduce that. And you really want shade grown because when you get shade grown, you don't have to worry about kind of an in-depth process to strip the acidity. Five tips to get the most out of your coffee. This is critical, guys. We understand this. Number one, Drink it 90 minutes after waking. I know most of you guys are thinking, I love having coffee right after I wake up. Most people do. However, this is actually going to impact your cortisol, your natural cortisol rise. And you actually waste some of the benefits of cortisol. You should be, unless you are you know, extremely um, stressed out and your system is just massively overworked, you should be like very energetic after you wake up. Like, so let's say after you wake up, you walk around for a few minutes, you should be very, very energetic. Okay. And that's because you get this natural cortisol rise. And if you, if you drink coffee with it, you know, coffee also helps give you that dopamine, that cortisol rise. And so you're kind of wasting the natural benefits that you get 
from having wakefulness. So I recommend drinking it about 90 minutes after waking. Add in a pinch of salt. Why? Because salt adds good minerals. So you want some of these electrolytes, some good minerals will help you be even more energized. Um, and that's critical. And then add in, you can add in healthy fat, like an MCT oil. I personally drink mine black, but adding in MCT oil will help turn up ketone production. So a lot of people will do that. You can also put magnesium in your coffee. We know that even though coffee has magnesium, that magnesium is to the body what oil is to a car. So the more we're running our engine, the more magnesium we're using. And so adding in a little bit more magnesium in with your coffee will help you have more of a sustained effect. And it will keep that, you know, that the natural energetic effect of coffee up higher. Doing the salt and the magnesium can really make a big difference. And then number five, of course, using an organic mycotoxin-free shade-grown coffee for all the benefits I already explained. So again, let's look at the timing of your coffee and your optimal hormone production. So let's say you wake up at 7 a.m. You know, you're going to get this natural cortisol rise, you know, between 7 and let's say 8.30, okay? And so I recommend, you know, drinking your coffee as it starts to drop down. So that way you kind of get another little stimulation. So somewhere between 8 and 11, right? Or 8.30 and 11 in that case. Um, and then, you know, you might have lunch or something like that. Um, and, you know, you might work out. I like to work out around middle day. And then after lunch, you can see another drop. A lot of people notice that just kind of a little bit, you know, not feeling like their most energetic self in the afternoon. Now, not like an insulin resistant kind of crash, but for a lot of people, they do notice that it just seems like their energy mental clarity is not as good. After lunch, that's another great time to have a little bit of caffeine if you're going to do that. Okay. And of course, you want to cut it off at least six to eight hours before going to sleep. So for me, I try not to have any caffeine after 2 p.m. because I like to be in bed by 10 p.m. So that is a really great tip, really important for good sleep, but also really important for understanding when the best times to have coffee or caffeine to get the best mental health benefits without um, you know, reducing what your body's already trying to do without like, in a sense, going against what your body's already doing. And so, um, so that's really a, a great strategy. So what I do is I drink herbal tea, non-caffeinated herbal tea in the morning. Cause I like the warm beverage. So I will drink, you know, immune boosting teas. I will drink, um, you know, everyday detox tea, for example, with like dandelion and different things like that, ginger tea, um, chamomile, stuff like that. I like to drink that at night, of course, but sometimes I'll have it in the morning as well because there's a lot of polyphenols in these things. They support your immune system, support focus, concentration. So herbal tea is really good. I like the warm beverage, great way to get more antioxidants into the system. So do that in the beginning of the morning and then have your coffee after 90 minutes of rising. And then again, add in a little bit of sea salt, right? Sea salt has tremendous benefits. Most people need more sodium especially if you're hydrating, drinking things like coffee, you're going to lose more of your sodium. So adding in a little bit of salt will actually help enhance your energy. You'll feel better. You'll get better benefits from your coffee. Most people are not doing this. So all you need is like a little pinch of good quality sea salt or pink salt, Redmond's real salt or Himalayan, you know, put a little pinch in there and you will notice that you feel better. Or if you don't want to put it in the coffee, just put it on your tongue and, uh, you know, swallow it down with some water. And you will notice that your energy is better that the benefits of the coffee actually last longer. Now, for some people, especially if you're noticing like a lot of cravings and things like that, 
Adding in a little bit of C8 MCT oil can be really helpful because this turns right into ketones, drives up mitochondrial uncoupling, helps improve brain function, helps reduce cravings, and supports gut health, right? And so I like the keto brain, which we call that. It's a C8 only MCT oil, turns right into ketones in the system. So you just add like a teaspoon of that or a tablespoon, depending on how well you handle MCT oil. Um, into your coffee, and that will turn up ketone production even more. Now, will it break your fast? Technically, yes, but you know the the amount that it's going to break your fast, you're still going to get a tremendous amount of autophagy. And for a lot of people, they notice just helps them be able to fast longer. So instead of um, not being able to fast, you know, having trouble fasting until twelve o'clock, for a lot of people, they notice when they put the C8 MCT oil in their coffee, it helps them fast longer till one, two o'clock. Um, so they get a longer fast, which is going to help enhance and turn up autophagy. And of course, there's no protein or carbohydrates in that MCT oil. So you're still going to get a high level of autophagy. And then you can get brain calm magnesium, which is a type of magnesium, magnesium L3 and 8, which crosses the blood brain barrier, has the best effect at modulating stress hormones, helping you improve your focus, your ability to relax, stay calm, not have anxiety, improves mood and you're really your ability to perform. And so taking some unsweetened, because we do have this in the mixed berry and the lemon lime, which are good. Like I'll drink brain calm magnesium after my lunch. And I really feel like it helps me with my performance in the afternoon. However, I would never drink the flavored variety, even though there's really like no calories in it. It's still got the stevia for me personally. And for many people I know having anything sweet during your fasting window really can throw off your blood sugar and your insulin, right? And cause more cravings. And so I wouldn't do that. I would do the unsweetened, put that in your coffee. So you get the magnesium effect, right? The magnesium benefits. Of course, we have that in the capsules as well as the powder. So you can also swallow capsules as well there. And then, you know, the type of coffee that I recommend, in fact, we've got a great discount on it, is the Life Boost Coffee. This is USDA certified organic, shade grown and mycotoxin free. It's low acid and easy on the GI system. You can check out their testimonials. Um, you know, we'll have a link to their page with a special 50% offer uh, that you can take advantage of their amazing coffees that are, you know, certified, you know, they, they don't have the chemicals, the toxins, the mycotoxins, taste wonderful. And there's so many people out there that struggle to drink coffee because of the acidity that are now able to drink this. Um, they have tons of testimonials on their site. So anyways, you guys could check that out. Hopefully this was a helpful training, right? There's so many people out there that are not getting the full benefits of coffee because they're not timing it right. They're not coupling it with things like sea salt, things like magnesium, right? Maybe MCT oil or not drinking the right type of coffee, right? They're drinking coffee that's full of pesticides, herbicides, and mycotoxin and it's driving up inflammation in their system. So guys, check out um, Life Boost Coffee. Check out you know the different links that are associated with this video podcast and uh, start changing the way that you do coffee. You will notice a huge difference in your energy, your mental clarity, your brain function, how you perform on a regular basis. And I think you'll see that it is worth it to make some of these changes and uh, you'll see the benefits. So anyways... Guys, be blessed. If you haven't given us a five-star review, now is the time to do that. Anyways, be blessed, everybody, and we'll see you soon. 
Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.